Welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 463 of Conversation Street. I am Michael. I'm Gemma. She is definitely Gemma. And we are going to be talking about Tyrone Dobbs today. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of this character profile, everybody. See you next week. I really didn't mean for that to be so loud. I'm complaining about my arm. Um, Yeah, we're talking about Tyrone Dobbs, who is a character in Coronation Street. Good, we've got the right one. So this is not the first time that we've talked about Tyrone Dobbs for a character profile. We actually profiled him way back, right towards the beginning of the podcast, back in episode three. Um, So that was, you know, coming up on, what, eight years, is it? Nine years? I lost track now. Eight and a half years ago we profiled him and he's done a lot since. So we thought that as he was, you know, fairly important character this week, we do a little revisit of him. And I think we've done like, this is about the fifth or the sixth character that we've done two character profiles of. So you're in a very... Um, privileged. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And a very unique group. Also a very unique group of people that we can go back and revise their biography when we do the character profile. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are going to listen to this first one that we did back in 2012 and go, hang on a minute, his mum's Jackie Dobbs, isn't That's it? That's not right. Yeah, things have changed yeah. for Tyrone. We, we, we touched on this last week when we did the, uh, the rec- retcon discussion on the podcast as well, didn't we? But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure we can repeat gonna come some up, of those it? views again. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to just recap his vital statistics again. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, some of this you will have heard before, so sorry about that. But if, if not, then this is maybe brand new. So he was born on the 17th of December, 1982, which is only like two and a half months after either Gemma here was born. Um, his mum was... Cassandra Plummer. Mm-hmm. Who? Find out later. He married Molly, Molly Compton in 2009. He's had one kid. And then this is something new since the last um, profile that we did of him because I think back when we recorded it, Kirsty was like ready to pop. So Ruby Soames, Ruby Dobbs. Is she called? Yeah, Ruby Dobbs she's called, isn't she? Not called Ruby Soames. Anyway, she's been born um, and she was born in 2012. Tyrone made his first appearance on 13th. 30th of November 1998 um, so look out for him in the next six months or so on Classic Coronation Street on ITV3 and so far I think I'm right in my calculations he has been in 2139 episodes of Coronation Street now the last time we profiled him um, he was on 1350 even though I said 13 and a half thousand so I mean yeah I don't know my numbers he has played. <laughs> is you just you just got that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Thirteen and a half thousand is not the same as one thousand three hundred and fifty. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, so he, he's, he's still played by Alan quite, Housel. Not quite doubled his character appearance so count, but that's he's not doing too bad. So we we listened to this character profile on our way to Aldi in the car last week, didn't we? And it was as was always the case back in the olden days. We made our character profiles relatively short. It was what ten minutes maybe or so. But um, in that time, and we always we, sound really annoyed. We we were sounding very very serious and stern. This is this is coronation in that Street. in that profile. Yeah, we we talked about the fact that he can't was, get anything wrong. Like the number of episodes, we thought that he um, had a lot of bad luck. And I don't know if I think of Tyrone now that that particularly characterises him. So I don't know whether I things have just so. changed since then. Do you? I I well, he's not had. He's like any of them in that he's not like nobody on Coronation Street is lucky. <laughs> 
Because there's the drama in that. Exactly. But I don't, I mean, not in the same way as, say, the Ogdens were characterised by bad luck. I think he's, no. he, he's all right. Um, we said that he wants a normal life. Um, I kept talking about Tyrone and Maria up the tower on uh, on that that holiday to Blackpool that one time which is still one of my favourite romantic coronations moments of all time and we I think we concluded it by saying that really he needs to just settle down with someone nice and they can be the next Jack and Vera together which is kind of funny considering it was just last year wasn't it um, Fizz had that revelation that they turned into Jack and Vera and then you had Jenny and uh, Alan doing in the press saying we don't think we are the next Jack and Vera but um, it, please don't be mean to us it's always um yeah, it must must have been you know in the backs of our minds ever since then, and they certainly, having had them move into that house together, have kept some elements a bit of a shrine to the Duckworths, haven't they? Yeah, a, a horrible explosion of eclectic, weird, yeah, um, art. So he he did indeed settle down with somebody who's now with Fizz. Back when we were recording it, like I said earlier, um, he was still with Kirsty, evil, um husband no boyfriend beating Kirsty but he's given her the heave ho since then so we'll find out a little bit more about that in a while um because the profile was relatively short I think there's quite a lot of important Tyrone information we miss so I just wanted to do a little rundown of the thing that I don't think we talked about um I listened to this briefly the other day so apologies if we did um we didn't we didn't mention Gemma did you know this that when he first came in he was a trolley pusher at Fresco's what like just Ken. like Ken? Just like Ken, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be he's gonna be a teacher next, he's gonna be a taxi driver, all sorts. Taxi Um he, I don't think we mentioned anything about Monica. I might be wrong, but Monica, his dog, was quite an important part of, of that character's story for a good few years. Um we didn't think we didn't mention I don't think we mentioned anything about Jack Duckworth's death and how that affected Tyrone and Wow. Um we didn't talk about um, Practically it's practically impossible to listen to such nonsense. I know, I know. We didn't talk about how Kevin knocked Kev, uh, Tyrone knocked Kevin into Molly's grave at her funeral because Kevin had been having it off with Tyrone's wife Molly. Didn't mention the fact that he'd briefly dated Julie Carp in two thousand eleven. What were we doing? Making a very quick podcast because we had oh, to. Got stuff each to podcast do. had to be about thirty minutes long because that's yeah. the only web space that we had. Yeah. Um, we didn't. I don't think we talked about the fact that he nearly killed Kevin, not just by knocking him into Molly's grave, but by um, attacking a hydraulic car ramp a few months after oh. the the affair between Kevin and Molly had come out. And so this was at the garage, and then the the, the hydraulic ramp collapses down onto Kevin, nearly crushes him. How um, but then they he survived, and they called a truce. Oh. Um, and. We, I don't, again, I don't think we mentioned the reason why Kirsty started dating Tyrone, and it was all thanks to Tommy Duckworth, who oh. um, paid her to flirt with him to, to boost his ego. Weird. Um, those, those are the main bits that we missed. So, Gemma, I'm going to pass over to you to say what happened to the rest of 2012 with Tyrone. Okay, thanks very much. I'm just Michael. passing it over to Gemma because she's having a fiddle on the iPad there. <laughs> I'm trying to distract from my arm. Well, this is the distraction enough. This is a fantastic parody profile of Tyrone Dobbs. I have my jab and it really, really hurts. Don't let that put you off because COVID's worse. 2012. So Tina gets into an argument with Kirsty and pushes her, and then Kirsty, not Tina, goes into labour and gives birth to a baby, yeah. which is called Ruby. I think they might have been in the pub. I've kind of got memories of of Kirsty giving being pushed over in the pub and then popping out Ruby them. You've written Kirsty goes continues to be violent, proving it was nothing to do with pregnancy hormones. Yeah, she. I think Tyrone at the time had thought that 
Well, you know, these pregnant women, they have all those uh, hormone imbalances. That must explain why she's whacking me over the head with a hoover. Okay, so, so this, this is something from the show, not you. Yes. Because I don't think that we're, pregnant women are notoriously violent. No, well, so this, this, is, this is what Tyrone thought. Yeah, it's Tyrone's probably what, what Kirsty was saying as well, because she was always very apologetic afterwards. Sorry, it's she? just that I'm pregnant. Yeah. And it makes me want pickles and to fight you. Mm. <laughs> um, so. He gets closer to Fizz and he tells her what's going on and then he builds up the courage to tell Kirsty to leave. But it turns out that she didn't actually put his name on Ruby's birth certificate. So if she goes, he won't be able to have any rights to the child. Uh-oh. Oh no, and she's so cute. I remember at the time um, when he was... It was all kind of... It was like a bit of a secret secret bit on the side with Fizz, wasn't it? And we talked now about Tyrone and what he's, what's going on with Alina and you know, is he form. the sort to have an affair and everything, but... It is a bit different back then because Fizz offered a bit of normality, it was a little like, bit of comfort, a bit, oh. a little bit of no hitting. Oh, I thought you were going to say like they were. It was a relationship forged under adversity, like like um speed. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's like that too. Like that too. I I I think at that time I can't remember who else Fizz had been with. Had she been out with Tyrone before then? I'm not. I don't think she had. She'd definitely been out with Kirk for a little bit, hadn't she? Yes. Um, and Hence why they were having the conversation this week about. Yes, that's right. That's right. And I, and I and I really do like Fizz and Tyrone as a couple. So um, I think I was for many reasons very for this coming together of these two characters. Um, and I'm not usually one for you know having affairs in soap or in real life, but this one I was like, yeah, Tyrone, you you go to Fizz. She's she's the right woman for you. These all these characters though to me, um, they're all like of a, a genre of character, and it almost feels like they're all brother and sister, even though I know they're not. And I always forget that it, it's Fizz and Chesney and Tyrone and Maria because it feels like it should be like Maria Fizz. No, Fizz. What do you mean Tyrone, Tyrone and Maria? Kirk and Maria Kirk, are sorry. brother and sister. Yes, exactly. Kirk, Tyrone, Fizz. Chesney all seem like they just come from the same family of like <laughs> nice. Well, that's it, isn't it? They're they're nice. They're not defined by like you know their sexiness or their yeah. business yeah. acumen or. I don't know how they introduced these characters originally, but I can't imagine Ian McLeod sitting there going, "Yeah, they're just really nice. We really enjoy- hope that you guys enjoy this nice character." Oh, what for their press release? Yeah. Yeah, whereas usually they bring someone to say they're up. a real man eater. They're gonna really, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna cause some some ructions on, on the, the street. Yeah, well, even Maria when she first came into it, she was very much nice. very very different to how she's turned yeah. out. I mean, she's not not nice now, but no, she was not. she was just a kennelmaid. She? she was brought in as a female Tyrone, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she? was like a nice. <laughs> yeah, she was a nicey nice. Yeah. And now she's. A... Well, I'm glad that the soaps have got that because I think that they, well, for me at least, I would say I identify more with that. That group of characters yeah. than, you know, the Adam Barlows of uh, of the world. You're certainly no Adam Barlow, Michael. <laughs> what, even when I put the voice on? Even then. Okay, come on. Back Sometimes to 2012. Sometimes when you put on a... If you have um, a, a suit with a waistcoat, perhaps a bit more. Mm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, she she won't... She's not got the name on there, so he won't be able to have the ba- keep the baby. Fizz persuades Tyrone to go to a playgroup and he befriends a mum called Angela and Kirsty gets jealous and she tampers with Fizz's sewing machine. I remember watching this when she like sewed her hand. Yeah. And then um, later Tyrone witnesses Kirsty attacking Fizz in her home. And this is when it sort of became a bit um, 
bit bit less of an issues, a bit more just dramatic soap nonsense because um, it was a pretty well observed kind of abuse storyline about domestic abuse and it sort of shining a light on the fact that it's not always just men abusing women. Mm. Sometimes it happens the other way around. But I don't really know how often it escalates to people um, messing around with industrial equipment and going around other people's houses to beat them up. I don't think it really works like that. There was also much. something, and I don't remember the details, about mobile phones around this as well. Do you remember? And somebody thought they'd deleted something off their phone or... Oh. And we we complained that... that, that Whoever it was didn't understand how mobile phones worked. I don't. I don't remember. Coronation Street getting technology wrong. Threatening Fizz or something. I I can't remember now. Fizz and Tommy persuade Tyrone to marry Kirsty so that he can secure rights over Ruby. Uh, They get engaged, but then Tyrone starts having an affair with Fizz. So she can't complain, can she? No, No. absolutely not. It all came to a head (laughs) in National Television Award Week in January 2013 when the wedding was booked for. Very short engagement. Not like Fizz and Tyrone now. No. (laughs) But maybe that's why he's he's, holding on so long. Maybe he's like... Just to make absolutely sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So Kirsty finds out from messages on Tyrone's secret Fizz phone. So he's got his little burner phone, hasn't he? Fizz phone. Yeah what's going on and so she invites Fizz to the wedding and uh, unbeknownst to Fizz Kirsty's planning to announce what she does she announces the affair to the whole congregation there classic because we, we were on the podcast at the time thinking oh, are they, are they going to get married are they not going to get married what's going to happen but yeah she she got almost there told uh. everybody Fizz and Tyrone are having an affair wedding's off wedding's she goes off. home um, and then they have a little point, I just what? want to point out that we it, it kind of was obvious from what we were saying but we haven't actually said that this was like when we were, when we first started the podcast. So we did Tyrone's character profile in episode three. So everything that we're talking about now was like from the very early days of the podcast through to now, yeah. which is really, I think it's really interesting to It is, we're looking at ty- about... how Tyrone has grown up alongside yeah. us, aren't yeah. we? So um, they have this confrontation at the top of the stairs yeah. in number 13 later, and um, she's going to hit, she goes to hit him because he's yeah. trying to like, you know, not apologise. Trying to steal her yeah. baby off her. How dare he? <laughs> He, she goes to hit him, loses, get, uh, loses her footing, topples down the stairs, yeah. and then when everybody finds her, she accuses him of having pushed her. And then, in complete mm-hmm. soap, cliche, trope, claptrap, everybody on the street believes Kirsty that Tyrone pushed her down the stairs. This is not soap, claptrap. This is a thing that happens now, even now, where I know you, I know you don't, I know you didn't mean anything by it, but. Domestic abuse, when it's perpetrated against the man, I've heard stories even of of the man phoning the police and saying, she's attacking me, get there. They both have scr- scratches and bruises because they've had a fight and it's the man that gets arrested even though it's the woman who was attacking him. I know, I know. It just is very, very cliche on soaps, I think. It when is a people, cliche. But men, but women, whoever, it's, to not it's be very believed. much realistic to real life. Because, Which is... it, I mean, think back to 2013... It wasn't that long ago, but we've learned so much since then about, you know, gender dynamics and um, male mental health and, Mm. you know, women power. You know, we can abuse men too if we want to. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose what what I was talking about made me think back to the... um, It's made me think about the Jeff and Yasmin story as well and how I thought that everybody was going to take Jeff's side, but actually they didn't. It was that some people did, but... Um, 
most was, people were still, you know, just turned against him, didn't they? So that was refreshing. It's a knee-jerk reaction, isn't it? If you if you are hear of, um, and if you hear of a woman who's bit who fell down the stairs and she said the ma- like her boyfriend did it. You're not going to go, oh, there's more to this than meets the eye, are mm. you? Especially if she's just embarrassed him in front of all mm. the friends and family and neighbours and everybody at church. Because it really is the case that you don't know. You don't know who's an abuser. Mm. So to say, oh, Tyrone could never do that, yeah. is, it would be silly. Well, obviously, um, Tommy and Tina and Fizz are on Tyrone's side because they know what Kirsty's been doing up to this point. So Tyrone and Fizz decide the best course of action is to go on the run to Wales. Yeah. They, they steal who, uh, Ruby. They take Hope along with her as well, of course, because that's Fizz's daughter. They go to Wales. They're planning to abscond to Ireland, but Fizz has an attack of conscience and then oh. hands them in. Um, and Tyrone has to go on, on trial. Fortunately, um, Kirsty showed up at the last minute. I think I think she she disappeared off for a bit, hasn't she? Oh, didn't she? I'm, I'm having memories. Did she like? <laughs> this is all coming back to me. Yeah. Didn't she like slap Julie or something? And I remember Julie. That was when Katie Kavanagh was really pregnant and was wearing oh, these. Yeah, big... she used to wear capes. Yeah. Like don't don't notice this. She did. I don't think that's much to do with Tyrone particularly, but it's a yeah, little it's memory that's funny. just popped in my head for the story. And um, yeah, so Kirsty shows up at the courthouse and says, "I it, no, don't don't I I." Both fell and I've been beating him up all along. Wow, wow, wow. And um, she goes to prison. Yeah. Serves her right. He goes to visit her once just to wish her luck and say, yeah, good luck. I hope it all goes all right in prison and everything, but please never contact me again. And so that's the end of Kirsty. That was a very dramatic thing, wasn't it? Because it, it really was just a case of it felt like the rights were like, no, oh God, it's just the end. It did feel like a bit of a quick tie-up. When we find out... A, a, tie-up, a, oh, we find out a little bit later that we when she comes out, but that that was kind of it. And then Fizz and Hope moved in with Tyrone and Ruby, um, and and they've been you know, happy domestic ever bliss since. ever since. Or um, but, is it? But also ever since, I've found that I, at, at the time when this story was going on, Alan Hulsell particularly and, and um, Natalie Gamidi as well were getting praise left, right, and centre, and you know award nominations and actual awards and everything for this uh, amazing storyline, which I I do look back with a lot of fondness with and, and it's kind of when I think to the very early days of the podcast this is the story yeah. that sticks in my mind not like the um, what else was going on at, the end of t- at that time <laughs> how would I know surrogacy um, you know Tina and Tina's surrogacy but um, yeah. I, I thought that this was going to possibly be the beginning of you know Tyrone's more yeah more character. investment in the character of Tyrone but as as you'll see from the the following years no they they didn't have an awful lot to do with him so um 2000 yeah, it really was it really was like a ma- went they quiet. were massively um important characters to Fizz and Tyrone and it was like you know the Fizz and Tyrone show almost yeah for, for a, a little bit, bit yeah. for a little bit so but then, it... but then I think that we weren't really used to analyzing the shows deeply as we were when we when we first started the podcast it changed the way we watched the show mm. and so we didn't really think about oh no it is like a revolving door where you know, someone's yeah. takes I mean, the spotlight. You, quite often you will get the characters, the, the you know, the David Platts. Yeah, the um, really high will, profile continuous. Who are never out of the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. And then there are some characters who are never in the spotlight. Like, yeah. I can't imagine, say, for example, the way things are going at the moment, 
Brian and Kathy ever being, you know, the poster characters for Coronation Street, ever right. having that big storyline. But then, you know, I, I, I maybe wouldn't have said that about Yasmin a few years ago as well. Right. I, I maybe wanted her to be. Yeah, that's but true, actually. Y- you never know. But they can definitely carry any anyone. I honestly think any of the any of the cast given the right storyline yeah. the right script so I mean if you're just having a look at our notes here for 2014 15, 16, Not 17 no well I'll let you do you want to do a run of four years oh all of this yeah do it okay so in 2014 Maria goes a bit a bit nuts hmm. and she starts getting obsessed with Tyrone and he confides in her um because Kirsty gets released from prison and he you know obviously feels nervous I think they were worried that she might try and get the kids Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think we were like, oh, that'd be good. And then she didn't. Um, no, but didn't even see her. No. Um, she sends Tyrone, uh, Maria sends Tyrone fake text messages pretending to be Kirsty. It's a bit of a David Platt move, that. Yeah. Um, Fizz and Tyrone call the police on her, but Kirk convinces them to drop the charges. That was a bit of a weird stage for Maria, wasn't Maria it? Maria goes in and out of being a bit. She was a bit insane. loopy. Yeah. Yeah, she she's she's a bit unhinged at times. It's mm. the most interesting thing. We've not about seen her. so much of that recently. She needs to. But, I mean, get back into that, doesn't she? Yeah. She's gonna surely, 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 at some point they're gonna discover what Gary's done. <laughs> surely. So Tyrone <laughs> falls through the attic while Jason and Todd are doing a conversion job up there. Also in the footsteps of Ken, following in the footsteps <laughs> of Ken, who fell through the attic. Ken. Yeah, Ken. We we said that Tyrone was a trolley pusher, like Ken. Oh, Tyrone falls through the. You know, he fell on top of Leanne and Nick in bed that one time. That was, what? That's what? Oh, you wait until we see that on 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 our nineteen ninety seven revisit. It's been blissful not watching all those. Episodes. Keep going, keep going. Um, so he breaks his wrist and two ribs. Mm. Sad. And I think at the time when because I remember seeing the previews for this and thought and thinking finally at last. Big Tyrone story, but a big it, Tyrone story it wasn't fell really. through in the hole. It was mostly about Todd doing a rubbish job working for Jason's building company. Well, I wouldn't ever pick Todd. It was for one of these big construction work. One of these big stunts that actually kind of fizzled out and go. You know anyway. what? You could probably do a bonus episode about all the characters that have fallen through attic floors. I don't think you gave me a ticket too been, far. There've been quite a few actually, if you think about it. Who else? All down chimneys. Who else? Um, Elsie and all that lot. There was a, there was falling through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She did put her foot through, um, didn't she? I mean, there was the attic shenanigans. Who did that when they were running up and down? It didn't fall through anything. That was but... that, that was Les, but that's what led to Ken going through. We digress. Two thousand and fifteen, Gemma. And uh, Hope is diagnosed with neuroblastoma, and this is the the probably the first time Cory did it. This is an issues story, and it's going to be very serious. With Tyrone, because the, mm. the domestic abuse stuff was it was supposed to be a serious story, but Coronation Street, I think, was a bit loosey goosey with those back in the day where they could, they felt a bit freer. Yeah, it was got sensationalised a bit. Too sensationalised. But this was just supposed to be just a bit sad, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and this was back when Hope was played by I can't remember what the little girl was called, but I I had a bit of a soft spot. But I I loved 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 the old Hope. I, I don't have a Problem particularly with with Isabella Flanagan as the well, new hope. Well, the thing but is about new I hope is that I did think the old hope was a bit of a cutie. Isabella has been asked to set fire to more things than old hope. Yeah. So you so harder to to sort of unless you like fire. But because um, because the old hope was so um, so so cute, I think the the idea of her having this potentially fatal disease made yeah. it even even worse. 
So Tara and Fizz decide to put on hashtag best Christmas ever and they like get deer, reindeer. They did. It was they winter wonderlands the the street, didn't they? And I think and a lot of like, people look back on that and think that was one of the worst Coronation Street Christmas episodes ever just because really? it was so twee. They refused to allow people to die off the top of the Helter Skelter, which was a mistake. Because mm. if you want to jazz up Christmas, that's the best way of doing it. Yeah. Um, they rack up 10 grand in debts. Are they, are they probably still paying that off, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, five years, 10 grand. Mm. That's a lot of money. Kevin catches him nicking money out of the garage's petty cash. Then they get engaged, because why not? You're already in debt. You might as well add to it. Yeah, I think that that was the... Um... I think that was in the Christmas episode he proposed to her. So like Fizz was saying just, just recently on the on the show, yeah, they've been engaged for five years. And we were wondering, like, for for a few years after that, we would, when we were doing our beginning of the year predictions, we were like, oh, like, right, I think Fizz and Tara might get married this year. We have just given up on the idea. And they forgot. And then Fizz was saying that she was married at one point. No, she wasn't. You've got did. this stuck in your head. Fizz never said that she was married to... I don't know where you're getting this from. I'm sure that she has never said that. She said he was her husband. I don't think she has. That's an absolute lie. <laughs> I've got an interesting factoid for you about 2015 That's a lie. I'm mad at you about that because she did. Because I got into an argument with people about it. Maybe we can, maybe we can um, ask our listeners to find the clip and then prove me wrong. So... Gemma, interesting factoid about 2015. This is when Coronation Street did another live you're, episode. You're going to apologise to me for that at uh, some point. Okay. Saying I'm delusional. I'm not. Tyrone was not in the live episode of Coronation Street that went on in 2015, but he was on standby for a scene. Just in case it ever went wrong, he was standing there in the yard um, and they were going to do a scene with him putting up some washing or something like that. So poor Alan Halsall had to stress. wait for the whole hour just waiting for it. the word to launch into this random pointless scene and he didn't do another thing. That's really sad. I know, as he didn't even appear on screen and he That's just was rubbish. freezing his bits off probably. <laughs> oh no, I couldn't be doing with that. I don't like stress as it is. No. I know some people love it though, don't they? <laughs> Thrive uh, on it. 2016, they got money troubles and uh, they start doing the scrap metal collecting, trying to earn some money and they end up with a load of rubbish in their garden, basically. Yeah. So I think when we went to the curry set one time, we saw, load we saw a load of junk there. This was when that, they were really, really scraping the bottom of the barrel, I think, for Tyrone and Fizz storylines because money money problems is such a... Boring thing. Yeah, that they... It's like, oh, what should we do with these characters? It's like, if it's not, let's have have one having an affair. It's let's mm-hmm. let them have money worries, so... Yep. So, um... In 2017, uh, Fizz gets this friend who's called Kim, who's a man, and he's like um, an antique expert who's helping her to earn cash from all their scrap metals. Yeah, I think that they knew each other from like um, fostering back in the day. I thought they were school friends. Yeah, maybe something like that. And Tyrone gets jealous, but it turns out that he's gay. But I don't see what that's got to do with anything in this programme anymore. Why? Fizz, I never knew I could love a woman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've been gay my entire life, but the script says I love you. Yeah. Um, Tyrone doesn't think that Fizz is treating Ruby the same way she does Hope. So, blended family problems here. Mm -hmm. And Fizz suggests that Ruby has inherited an unstable streak from Kirsty when the trampoline... Um, mysteriously catches on fire. It's like the spontaneous trampoline combustion. It was, that we yeah. We hear so much about. Yeah, so at the time, 
the, the audience were led to believe that it was Kirsty that's done it. It's like, oh, is it in her oh, DNA? Yeah, no, Ky- that's not Kirsty, Ruby. Or oh, we did wonder whether it Ruby. could be. We were always. I think mm. it's only recently that we stopped expecting Kirsty to jump out at yeah, us. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, I, I, I think I, I thought at the time it felt like we were ex- because they were heavily hinting so much that it was Ruby that it couldn't possibly be Ruby. But anyway, it's turned out that it is Hope in 2018 um, is when we start to see the birth of the um, yeah much more unstable pyromaniac Hope that we've <laughs> grown to love ever since. Yeah. So Tyrone, at the beginning of 2018, is still um, under the impression that Ruby is the one behind all these arson attacks and, she, and he thinks that she's going off the rails. And then there's this one scene where Ruby and Hope lock themselves in the factory and start up an electric saw going. Uh, it, was all, it was all down to Hope. Um, this, wasn't this also the time when we had a debate about whether we would prefer to be called an arsonist or a pyromaniac? Maybe, maybe. And he even hits Ruby when Hope Harsh. tells him that it was Ruby that stole the keys to get into the factory. That's so cruel. So when Fizz realises that Tyrone's been hiding these suspicions from her, um, that, that Ruby is, you know, going a bit kind of bit off the rails she takes hope and moves into chesney's for a little bit and i think i think this was about the time yeah they they split up this is when jenny McAlpine was doing her i'm a celebrity uh gig and that is when tyrone found comfort in the loving arms of one Gemma winter and this is when they'd broken up they had broken up fizz had moved out that he spends the night with Gemma. um Fizz, is, Fizz comes back pretty soon afterwards, is gutted when she finds out, but eventually she forgives him. That's as long nice. as he never does it again. Never do this again because it was really inconvenient. Um, second half of 2018. Th- this is really, I think, where um, the, the, the Dobbs-State family has started to get back on track again, um, even though it started off with a bit of a massive retcon. So... He, Tyrone meets his dad. And do you remember that actor who was play, who they recast to play Tyrone's yeah. dad and he looked like he was just a few years older than him? Yeah, that it, was weird. Apparently he was in his 50s. I saw, I, I read the what? other day. He was just a very young looking guy in his 50s. Imagine but, how great you'd feel if you were cast to be someone's dad and everyone's like, you don't look old enough. This is ridiculous. So he finds out from him that Jackie isn't his real mum. Because this is sadly when Jackie Dobbs died. Um, tragic that we didn't get to see Mikey Clark on the programme again. Um, so, he, so yeah, he, he's not... Darren's not his real dad. Jackie's not his real mum. So he starts tracking down, doing a bit of family research and, and, and finds his potential nana, Evelyn Plummer, over social media. And uh, they have him and Fizz going around her house that one time, didn't she? And then she's there in her pinny and everything, invites her in. And um, she doesn't want anything to do with him at first. She kind of... She's, she starts dropping some clues about her daughter, Cassie. I think she says that she's dead and she's buried in South Africa or something. But um, she didn't make a very good first impression, really, does even. I think they tried. They made her too, too abrasive Yeah, at she, first. Was hor- she was She was delusional mm. and cruel and, and unpleasant. Yeah, um, but she kind of has to move in with Tyrone and Fizz not long after this first meeting because she loses her home. I can't remember why, rent or... I don't know. But we now have Evelyn as a character on the street. Tyrone's new nana. Um, and towards the end of the year as well, we lose Fizz 
saying this is Jenna McAlpine's maternity leave again. So hope, uh, the, the reason they give is that hope is referred to a specialist school. She can't cope with um, mainstream education. I think Fizz homeschools her for a little bit and then yeah. finds this place in Birmingham that they can go and take her to cure all her problems. Xavier's school for mutants. Yes. Well, it's kind of a bit strange to believe that they're the only school that helps children who are arsonists, is in Birmingham. Yeah, what does that say about Birmingham people? Uh, about as much as has already been said mm. about people from Birmingham. Do you want me to do this one? You do 2019. 2019, uh, we learn that Cassie, Tyne's new mum, had drugs problems and that she left after believing that it was her fault that her dad died due to a brain hemorrhage. Yeah, the, this is the... the we, over the beginning of the first, you know, the first three, four months of 2019, we're, we're teased the truth about... Little bits of information. Yeah, Evelyn's got a secret. This, that and the other thing. Six months later, Evelyn finds... Um, Cassie. Cassie. So this, this is, is back in the back past. Yeah, she finds her with baby Tyrone living in a hovel in Liverpool. A bit harsh. Um, Evelyn takes Tyrone and leaves him on the police station steps where Jackie Dobbs finds him and just goes, well, this must be like the lost and found of the police station. And I quite like this box, but the baby's in it already. So I'll take the whole thing. Evelyn spends 18 months getting Cassie clean. Then she moves to South Africa and then she dies. Sad. I mean, that's the tale as old as time. And that is the new story of Tyrone Dobbs. Yeah. Which I just kind of got going. Bit stupid. Okay. Fine, whatever now. I Tell you, you what I don't like. I don't really like it when they retcon things with preposterous backstories. Because this is the sort of thing that if you'd watched it happen, it'd be like, yeah, wow. But yeah, somebody relating right. it to you is like, oh, come on. What? That sounds like a load of crap. Mm. If you're going to make up a story for somebody's new backstory, just make it simple. Yeah. Anyway, um, Fizz comes back from Birmingham and she's got a nanny. Not for her. For the for the kid. Jade. Jade. And they move in all together. Fizz Tyrone, Jade, Hope, Ruby. And it turns out that Jade is actually the daughter of John Stape. What? Who's John Stape? Don't get into it. It's too complicated. No, it's not really. It's his ex-husband who is a bit of a psycho. Yes. And so she is the half-sister of Hope. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Why... No, nothing, nothing, nothing. Hope ten, Hope's still an arsonist, and she sets fire... She's not been cured from, in Birmingham. ...to the factory. I mean, Birmingham is useless. You might as well not bother going there. Mm. They've got a nice shopping centre, the ball ring. But if you're seeking help for mental issues, just stay where you are. Mm. Do some kind of online course. Yeah. Now, Fizz at the time thought that... She, she was starting to suspect that it was actually Hope, didn't she? Yeah. But she, she hides these suspicions from Tyrone. Why did they uh, take her to, the ho- to, to Birmingham if they didn't think she was an arsonist? I don't know. Maybe I got my notes in the wrong order. Never She's mind. She's like, don't tell anybody. Right, 2020. So by this point, Jade was um, coming up with a bit of a plot, a dirty trick to take um, her half-sister, step-sister, what is it? Hope away from Tyrone and Fizz. So she starts to make out that Fizz is abusing her and she puts on some like fake bruises on her arm or something, doesn't yeah. she? She's like, oh, let's play doctors. Yeah, she paints it onto Hope's arm. Yeah, and then takes her along to Dr. Gaddas and, and um, yeah, starts to yeah, alert the authorities that, that something's not right there. So eventually the social services come round 
uh, and say, look, you, we, we need to take, we need to take your kids off. Well, they're like, we need to investigate this. Yeah, and and who, who, which possible family member could look after her? And this is when it was revealed to Fizz and Tyrone the familial link between um, Ruby, sorry, Hope and uh, Jade, because they're they're, 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 they're in the social know. services, and yeah. and and they say that this is we we found a we found a family member, and she swivels around on the chair and like, like it's ha, me. Ha, ha. Anyway, so she does a few nefarious things over the course of a month or so, but when she tries to make her move on Tyrone, um, she's given the old heave-ho and hope didn't want anything to do with her anymore. Um, And that's kind of it. It's kind of taken us up to the present, really, with Tyrone. There was a little bit last year when he um, he went on... He he sided with Jeff over the the domestic abuse storyline with him, the coercive control storyline with him and Yasmin, because Tyrone was like, oh, yeah... Women can beat you up. I believe you, Jeff. Yeah. But that didn't that didn't really go anywhere. Um, and by the end of the year, Fizz was starting to uh, worry that their relationship had fallen into a bit of a bit of a routine. So what? And um, yeah, there, there was no excitement anymore. They'd become Jack and Vera. Um, there was a there was a scene where she planned a romantic dinner for her and uh, Tyrone, and then Chesney and Gemma find out about it and. I think that they got got invited or something. Yeah. They come like it's, it's quite quite nice scene really, um, and then that's it. Tyrone in twenty twenty one is getting a bit friendly with Alina. Invites her to stay with them for a little bit when she gets kicked out of her flat. She does, and when she leaves, he's very sad to see her move out. That leads to yoga. That leads to bench kisses. And as far as things are looking at the moment, it hasn't quite led to an affair, but it feels like the story. It's not quite over yet. Do you think yet. so? It feels to me like this is the end of it, but I hope I hope it is. I don't want to see any more it's, fear. It's, 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 I don't know. It feels like it's been nipped in the bud a bit quickly. I'm sure we'll talk about this on the uh, on the other podcast. We we haven't. We're recording this on Thursday at the moment, so we've got no idea whether there's going to be any major developments on Friday. So uh, maybe we'll leave that until till the, our, our main show of the week. So um, that is everything that Tyrone's been up to. So let's have a bit of a chat about him then. So. Um, before we get on to that, I just I did want to point out back the for the domestic abuse storyline. Like I was saying, they were they were really hot stuff at the time. Tyrone and um, well, Alan Halsall and Natalie Gamidi. <laughs> he won the British Soap Award for Best Actor in two thousand and thirteen, and National Television Award the same year for Most Popular Serial Drama Performance. Wow. And this was quite often you get the same names again and again and again, don't you, for the Soap Awards? Um, so the fact that Alan for that brief period was was right up there My and, and everyone everyone was saying yeah he's yeah. a really really decent actor and i think it was that story that made people realize that he was good because he had been categorized with the just the normals the nices the borings the safes kind of characters but this showed that he actually was a yeah it, it, and it was it, it underestimate him to consider him just as that um so what what what's your current opinion on tyrone as a character do you do you, do you think he's? Do you like him? Do you think he's a bit boring? Do you like the fact that he's a bit boring? Do you think that he's? You you said you would count his as, as unlucky still, and I said I wouldn't. I mean, what, what what do you reckon? Well, he's like a to me. He feels like a background character, and it's always really harsh because, um, doing this podcast forces you to sort of voice opinions in a in a way that makes it feel like it's a strong one, but it isn't really, because honestly, I wouldn't really think about him very much. If I wasn't being asked right now, what do I think of him? Mm. Um, he just blends into the background of the show. He's a very solid, stable. He seems like a nice guy. 
up until this affair thing, I would have said he was a very decent human being, a kind of one of these kind of role models, I guess, for for kind of men who are just decent family guys. Yeah, he's definitely one that can be tucked away in a little box for a bit and then brought out. He mm. d- maybe doesn't naturally integrate with a lot of the other characters on the street. I know we see him working with Kevin in the in the garage for a bit. I mean, we didn't even mention about like he was friends with Luke for a while as well, wasn't he? When yeah. Luke was was working in the garage, he basically but... makes friends with whoever is working at the garage with yeah, him because he is a nice, friendly chap. And may- yeah. maybe that's not exciting enough. I I just yeah, wonder it's not whether. Exciting. Uh, but but I still like him. I I don't find him a boring he's, character. He's likeable, I really. But he's not like he's not going to set the world on fire. Like he's not he's not particularly funny or witty. He you know what is he like? Football and beer. You know, cars. He's not. But I tell you what. I I I think he's done very well to avoid falling into the same trap as say Tim has and Steve has and. You know, Kirk has, which is like the dumb idiot syndrome. And you can see over the years that yeah. certain characters have been, you know, idiotised. Yeah. Gail as well. It's not just the men. Optimised. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. But I, I think that Tyrone has done well to avoid that. And it's because he was never, you know, the sharpest tool, was he? No, I wouldn't when he say he in... was a particularly bright. No, when he came into the show, he couldn't read either. Oh. But he, I, I don't think that he's the kind of character that they give the stupid lines too. Or... He also isn't... Uh, sometimes those characters, you just all... You, you kind of mention them all. They can also be, like, obnoxiously stupid or, like, yeah. a, like, like I, I... almost cruel and a bit dismissive with their, with their idiocy. And he's never really like that. No, sometimes you give characters lines, uh, like, they show them not understanding something. Or, I, I've never heard this word, this common word before, and, yeah. and that's supposed to be funny. But I don't think that they do that for Tyrone. No, I can't... Yeah, he... You're right, you're right. Um, so so in that sense, I, I don't think he has at all been ruined, although maybe this affair storyline is the beginning, the beginning of the ruining of Tyrone. At the end. But, but I think... Having him... I think it, it, giving him this as a bit of a midlife crisis is, is maybe believable and understandable, not that I'm condoning his behaviour yeah, at all, of course. Yeah, you better not be, you know, better not be. Because but... we've got a new beauty parlour opening up the road, and if you start going down there to oh, yeah. pick out your lady, <laughs> you're going to get very annoyed. <laughs> Do you think that um, do you think that it'd be better off without Fitz? Because I've seen really. I've seen lots of calls online to split the two of them up. I'm so surprised because I, you know you said about what what Jenny McAlpine said. You know, oh, everyone always takes Tyrone's side, and I was like, no, well, that's silly. I don't think so. I think she just feels a bit, um, you know, like so when you see criticism, you always you always kind of like double it in your head, you know. Yeah when it's personal and then on our facebook group people are still saying stuff like oh it's fizz you know fizz is taking him for granted too much fizz doesn't appreciate him i'm thinking what are you talking about Mm. both of them are the same with each other i wouldn't say that 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 anyone in particular in that relationship is more guilty than the other of taking them for granted and honestly if you you know taking someone for granted i think is a bit of a mean way of saying you grow very comfortable and relaxed in a relationship. And what the hell is wrong with that? No, exactly. You shouldn't be on your guard I, I all think, the time. I, I think that they are very, very comfortable with each other. I think they're very well suited with each other and they can have a bit of a, a giggle with each other, can't they? There are certain... I've, I've said this before, like, there are certain different... There's different stages of, um, of uh, being in a relationship. And at the very beginning, you know, all the romance and everything. But then 
after a while, it becomes you are just part of each other's family. Mm. And that's what they feel like to me. They're, they're each other's family. And uh, Yeah, they are. And so I think sometimes... We, we we saw it with Kevin and Sally. That's the most famous example in the late nineties, didn't we? Where it's like this character, this family have got too safe and stable. Yeah. Let's shake things up a little bit. But I think honestly, sometimes we don't need that. We need characters that we can keep together and, and rely yeah. on, and 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 just have normal, relatable problems. Yes. So I do hope that Tyrone and Fizz get through this and be a normal family I mean yes. for one thing I was thinking about like what what could the future hold for these two and I think that they are ripe for a bit of an Alahan style renaissance in say five years time because you're going to have Hope going through her she'll, she'll be what 15, 16 very interesting you know, five years time and then gosh that, really that, that's so makes you feel so I know. old and, and that could be a real shot in the arm for the Hope's uh, Dobbs household well, having even Ruby's just a, little, a few year behind yeah so I I wonder whether they're going to still keep them, you know, on the relatively down low between now and then. But yeah, put them back in the four again. I I just think that they, as a family, are one of the closest that Corrie's got to a, you know, 2.4 children sort of family. And I know that, you know, the the daughters, one of them is Tyrone's and one of them is Hope's. But I don't, that that to me just um, makes makes it like you know it's a blended family yeah which is a very common thing and it's it's kind of a a reflection of modern life and mm. um i like to have characters on the on the show who have normal human problems yeah you know and and they, i don't think that coronation street handles it very well normally that's the issue but with this stuff that they had with alina the you know the scene that we had they we had on monday with them and we we talk about it more in the main episode of the show, but that was like such a classic scene. It could have come from any era of Coronation Street because it was such a human, mm. a human problem, told in a very plain and honest way by very talented actors and two characters who you very much believe. Yes, and who know, have been are in just the show. right to each other. Been in the show for twenty years. years. Yeah. Yeah, so so they they shouldn't they shouldn't lose These that. I think it would be very very unwise for them to split up. Aren't the showiest characters? They're not the you know the 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 um the the sexy soap stars. You know they're they're normal people, and they really should be the backbone of what Coronation Street, the stories yeah. that they tell, and they're like gems in in the jewelry box that probably get o- overlooked. But mm. they really are an important part of Coronation Street, and they really should be invested in. And I think it's good that they've had this storyline. I don't necess- I don't like a fair storylines, but when you're talking about what 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 should Coronation Street be doing or talking about, should be stuff that people can relate to. And sadly, this is a relatable story. And I, I yeah, I just hope that you know they they come through it stronger. Well, yeah, because I, I hope so too. But but you know, leave them alone after this because you can't keep having them. Yeah, have have storylines that they have to fight through together. I mean, that's yeah. that's why I think that when the girls become a little bit older and they're going through whatever teenage oh, problems, who be. knows what problems teenagers will have in five years' oh, time. Um, that that's when Tyrone and Fizz need to be a united front, and then ten to twenty years in the future. I mean, they're going to be taking the mantle from, you know, the the, the Kevins, the Sallys, the Tims, uh, all, all these all these other characters that her, the legacy middle-aged, the, the legacy characters. And if, if Corey aren't careful, then 
everyone's going to move on and there won't be any legacy characters or it'll just be a legacy character. I, th- I think that having legacy couple is really, really important. Well, I'd love to see them get married now and then yeah, celebrate their 20 wed- 20th wedding anniversary. They and- should do. They should. This is what this is what I want. Um, yeah. And it was also quite interesting that he's like the spiritual successor on the street of Jack and Vera. They are, but I mean... I, but I no, don't... I'm telling you, because of his link, it's not to do with, oh, you know... Tyrone and Fears of the new Jack and Vera. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is, in the absence of Terry Duckworth and Tommy Duckworth, Tyrone is the closest thing that is left on the street to a Duckworth. Mm. So, and staying in the same house and sort of inhabiting this role of the the successor, because it's not about replicating it, is it? No, it's I mean, like what happens with Daniel and Ken. When he first came into the show, we were like, oh, it's going to be another Ken. It's going to be... It was almost like a funny gimmick for his character. Mm. And he's completely... You wouldn't even... You know, apart from the fact they're related, there's no link there between them. I don't know. But... Mm. Okay, but what I'm saying is, you don't need to be a mirror image of somebody to sort of be their successor on the street. I mean, having recently watched Jack and Vera's early years on Coronation Street, I mean, they were all They were horrible to each other. They were horrible to each other. They were all off having affairs, like Jack going off with Bette Gilroy for the night, um, or Bette Lynch as she was, Vera having a fancy piece on the side. In a way, you know what? Fizz and Tyrone are actually what people thought Jack and Vera were. Yeah. Rather than what they actually are. I think as the years went on, Jack and Vera got a lot more comfortable and... Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there was a lot of spice in their relationship, and a lot, uh, an awful lot of shouting and having slanging matches at yeah. each other, and 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 I can't, I can't see Fizz and Tyrone doing that at all. And I know that Fizz can be a bit naggy, but not at all to the same extent that Vera was, and and Tyrone is again nowhere near as useless and feckless mm. as Jack was. It's it's not even close to be honest. So I, I do find it odd that people make those comparisons. Is it? It's just because they live in the same house and that and it, he and had a relationship with them when he was a kid. And it's a bit of a, a common married couple, really. But it's like... The, it's and he like likes beer. The, the, the nearest thing that Corey's got, mm. the most recent thing, because before then it would have been, oh, they're such a Hilda and Stan. Yeah. And then it would have been, oh, they're such a Jack and Nanny. Yeah. Well, they were going to have the story um, last year, weren't they, in McLeod Revealed a few months ago, where Tyrone was going to follow in Jack's footsteps and have oh, yeah. uh, pigeons. Pandemic this is like w- one one idea for the 60th anniversary. And these pigeons, yeah, would cause some kind of bird flu or something that had sweeped out across the street. So um, they obviously like the idea of referencing them, but... I mean, Jenny and Alan have said, look, there's no way that we can hope, even hope to live up to, to what Bill and Liz created with those two characters. And I, I do feel bad for them a little bit that those comparisons get drawn. It doesn't feel it's... nice when you get compared with somebody only to say, well, they're not as good as so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. But but they shouldn't be compared because they're completely different. And, and They really are. Stability on the street is a very um, overlooked... Uh, what's the word? That value benefit, I don't know. Yeah. This is what I said before, like, um, each producer should get a veto of for future things. Like, no matter what you do, I want you to make sure that you never do X, Y and Z. Mm. Because it's important for the show. Because there's nobody at Coronation Street who has a roadmap for the future of what the show is going to be. And really, 
it would be of benefit to have something like a vision for the future that couldn't just be upended by somebody who wants to come in and make a name for themselves or, you mm. know, hates Coronation Street and wants to kill everybody off. Yeah. But if if I could be, if I, if I was the producer, one of my vetoes would be, don't split up Fizz and Tyrone. Yeah, I agree. They must be the characters that stay married or get married and stay married or stay together, whatever they want to do. And never split up because this is one of the things I want to have happened in the show. In in twenty years' time, we look back and we say, "Yes, we achieved this storyline." Yeah, soaps are all about the the journey. Well, they're not though, are they? They they are to us, but to the producers and everything, they're about the next thrilling, yeah, headline grabber muck up that they can, you know. Yeah, Tyrone and Fizz don't need that. Keep no. them together. Disruptions I think and there's stuff. so, so, so much potential over the next 10 years for, for them and, and also Hope and Ruby. And, and hopefully Eileen, uh, not Eileen, um, Evelyn as well, because obviously she's sorely missing at the moment in Coronation Street, Evelyn. but I'm sure it won't be long until she's back. And I and I think that this has been another new lease of life. I I, I still don't like the idea of the retcon, no. but Tyrone but with Evelyn coming has been into great. it, it has been like a massive breath of life for Fizz and Tyrone as a couple. Yeah. And and to that family, it's made them a bit more of an important part of the show. Mm. Um, obviously, Evelyn's not going to be around forever. Mm. Um, but just the fact that they... It's a bit sad that they needed somebody extra, you know, to prop it up. Yeah, but I... But, I, you know, the thing I'm going to say is that um, in the future, there's no reason why that role of the pep of the family couldn't go to Ruby or Hope. Mm. The sarcastic, peppy, you know, um, note doesn't suffer fools gladly. That could be a young person. Well, a- Amy took on board to Blanche's persona a little bit during her teenage years, didn't she? Certainly can see that happening with Ruby and Hope. Yeah, yeah. Especially because um, we haven't really seen a double act like that. No. For two, from two kids. No, we haven't. But it would be very difficult to cast, <laughs> you know, so let's not get too ambitious. Do you, do you think, talking of um, talking of Ruby, do you think we are going to see Kirsty again? I really kind of... It feels inevitable hope, to me, yeah, but I don't does. really know why. Only because of the potential fireworks that it could cause. Because they've had these stories, Tyrone and Fizz, where, you know, Tyrone's like, well... You don't treat Ruth this Ruby the same way, and Fizz is like, well, you don't treat Hope the same way, and and maybe if Kirsty were to sweep in and try and steal one of them away, that would well, so something gonna, to unite them, want, isn't it? She's not going to want Hope, is she? It's not. But th- this is what I want after this. <laughs> she Some, comes back and she's like, Tyrone, I'm having one of your children. I don't care if it's something mine. Something to unite Tyrone and Fizz, and maybe Kirsty coming back because Natalie Comedia is a cracking actress. Like, oh yeah. I don't know how much she's been doing since then. I know she's had a few few acting projects, but um. It it does feel, in in the same way, almost like curly. <laughs> it's going to happen one day, isn't it? Surely, yes. It, yeah, I know what you mean. It would be interesting if she came back in the middle of this turmoil between Fizz and Tyrone. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, I, but I would I, don't, I would not that, like them to be split up. I want them to overcome it. I don't. You know? I don't need Tyrone her... to be t- even the slightest bit tempted to go back up with. No, Kirstie. no, but I mean. Um, say she pitches up next week and they're still at odds with one another mm. and then he suddenly realises you know Alina is a lovely girl but I've spent my life with Fizz you know five years and um, <laughs> she's my partner and she can help me here and she knows this history and she cares about me mm. but you know yeah, I mean, I, I suppose the same could be said with uh, with Jade as well, couldn't it? But when she left yeah, last true. year, we were deter- we were we were convinced 
that that wasn't the last that we saw. We thought oh, they no. should be back within weeks, but it was nothing. No, so I, I don't know. <laughs> do do, do uh, Kirsty and Jade come back and team up? Oh, evil. Yeah, evil duo, I don't know. And then she's like, you have hope and I'll have Ruby. Yeah, sorted. Brilliant. No, Great yeah, plan. All, all. And then Fizz and Tyrone can be like, oh, God, it's great not yeah, having kids around. Peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... Hopefully, we've got plenty of time to see that because, as far as I can see, um, Alan Hustle has got no desire to leave Coronation Street. Um, he was speaking on Lorraine last Christmas and said, um, It's always something different to me. So, as I say, 22 years have flown by. And to be honest with you, if they said, Would you sign a contract again for 22 years now? I wouldn't hesitate. I'd sign it immediately. So, he's very, very comfortable on Coronation Street. He knows Street. what side of the bread his butter is on. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's nice I, because you, this right. is what you need in soap. You need it's fine that you get some people moving on, but there's there's you ones, need stability. Yeah, and, and, and people are, make fun of it, don't they? They're like, oh, Ken's yeah, they do. Still you've got, no, you've got no ambition. Like, well, are, you, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's what makes this show special. You have some characters that maybe viewers want to move on, <laughs> but uh, for whatever reason, but they, they won't don't. go. But um, yeah, I'm very very happy that Tyrone is happy and comfortable there, and um, hopefully with plenty more storyline potential to come would i like it if he became you know one of the major players on coronation street i don't know maybe i don't see what story i don't i don't i know. just like i just think that there's it's like you know he's your, he's your potato isn't he he's your, he's he's your, your potato harry hewitt isn't he on your plate he's you, your need, harry hewitt you need your carbs day. you need your protein and you need your veg and your, your veg characters are like the very watery kind of like you know in and out, don't really care about them that much. If they left, you'd be sad for five minutes. But you need to eat them. <laughs> they need to be there. Then you've got your, your proteiny ones, which is, you know, gives you all the meat of the story. So you've got your Carlas and your Peters and your Leanne's and Nick's. Then you get your, your, your potatoes. who were just there and they add a nice bit of blandness. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That creamy, it just, nice, It just adds a, adds a sense flavor. of reality. Yeah. It grounds it a little bit, doesn't it? And um, and I think it's just as important. And you need, if you're having a nice rich stew, you want a nice bit of potato on the side. Yeah. yeah. Or rice, you know, wherever, whatever you like. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dictate your carbs. Smiley potatoes. Unless you're on the Atkins diet, in which case you probably would get rid of Tyrone. <laughs> And there's and we always need somebody to fix up the cars in Coronation Street as well, of course. Who because, would who would fix? You know, the car? I don't know how long Kevin's got left working. He's in got that Abby. Garage. That's the only reason he's marrying Abby is because he wants a young. young... How old's Ke- Kevin's? Kevin's in his fifties now, isn't he? He can't. He, he can't work at the garage forever. Mentally, he's eighty-five. I swear. <laughs> right, I think we're done. Yeah, I think until the next time. I mean, if Tyrone is still in the show in twenty-two years' time, I think maybe we might have revisited him again on the podcast Probably at some point. At some point, you know. Before 2040, <laughs> if the podcast is still going at that point, if Coronation Street is still going, well, yeah, exactly. I think honestly, I'm going to predict. This is my prediction. Coronation Street will end unless we die before the podcast does. Oh, I that's don't know. my prediction. <laughs> Why? What do you think? Oh, I got no idea. I can't imagine me being able to get away with not doing a podcast when Coronation Street is still running. <laughs> but if it ends, at least we know we'll be on for at least one extra week. Because we'll yes, probably do a wrap-up show, yeah. won't we? <laughs> so just to so sum up everything outlast. that's happened over the past... <laughs> we're going to outlast Coronation Street. Mm. Faux show. And hopefully Tyrone will still be there as well, because I say, I love him. I think he's great. I think he does a wonderful job. Um, and he's just normal. And, you know, 
I, I think those I think, people exist in real life. You know, I think other characters, other other viewers will identify with other characters, won't they? And oh. with Tyrone and Fizz, they're our that age. That's actually true. You know, when we say, "Oh yeah, they're just normal and and, and cool," I think other people are like that's not normal. Yeah, like, I honestly, honestly think that, that it is our age is yeah, to do it with is, it. Yeah. And you know who, who else is our age? Kirk, I get Kirk and Maria are our age. But do I do Toya, I identify Leanne, with them? Nick. Maybe. Yeah, I mean Toya and Leanna are a little bit older than us. Um, Nick is a little bit By older like than us. By like two years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not what are you much. talking about? The age gap. The age gap problem because can't can't really see it. <laughs> well, for old fuddy duddies like us, um, please let's keep Tyrone with his pipe and slippers for a long time. And um, and that is it. So um, thank you everybody for listening. Do write yep. in if you have any thoughts on Tyrone that you'd like to share. Do share with yeah. us. And um, we'll be back next week for more podcasting goodness. So until then, Tara from me, Tara from her, mm-hmm. Tara from Abby, who's decided to come and have a sit with next to me and have a head stroke. And uh, the music for this episode came from podcastteams.com. Oh, 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 oh.